The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another Jets episode on the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. It's been a while, guys. The Knicks have taken us through an emotional roller coaster up and down the, la- the last couple of weeks. Uh, the last episode we had dropped was with the New York Daily News writer, uh, DJ, the beat writer for the Jets. You can catch that episode. And for today, I mean, we were back in Jets mode. The Jets are back at their OTAs. So we'll update you on everything Jets, everything you need to know, everything that's going on behind the scenes, contract wise, injury wise. And you know, we're just gonna, we're just gonna set you up. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna set you up for everything that's going on with the Jets. And Alex, what's for et cetera today? Yo, John, well, for et cetera, you know, well, we don't even really do an intro anymore, but so, but for et cetera, you know, what we're gonna talk about, we gotta talk about Julio Jones going to the Tennessee Titans. Also, if you wanna get a little spicy, we got to talk about the Houston Texans not having a mini camp because the OTAs was enough. I yeah. like that. I like that. I like that. We're gonna get that into the end. So you're right. We're not gonna. We don't do the intros anymore. We stay here. Uh, new format for the Jets episodes as well. So Alex, what's up, man? How are you? It's been a while for the for the Jets fans out there. How you doing, man? Hey, man. You know, just Knicks. Knicks were they they exceeded expectations. We happy about it. We're sad that it ended soon. But you know what? We got to get hype for the New York Jets now because when you log in on Twitter, when you look at the social media accounts, when you look at Woody Johnson on Twitter's hyping up this New York Jets gang green team, what's not to get ready for, man? The season is slowly approaching. Actually, it's kind of quickly approaching because we're in June. Bro. In two months, we get preseason. So I we can't almost, believe almost we're almost back in the thick of things again. You know, we're two months away from when we started this podcast, first started recording August 4th, by the way. Want to remind you of that anniversary, sweetie. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, I'm feeling good. How you been? How you feeling? How you, are you ready for the New York Jets season? Are you ready? Yeah. So again, coming off that, coming off the roller coaster from the Knicks, I finally settled down. I think, I think I'm okay now. We, or uh, I, I'm able to watch NBA playoffs again, and you know the the New York Jets are are back, dude. The the the, the rookie camps they had those earlier. That was okay, a little teaser. Mm-hmm. And now we have the OTAs here, and as you said, the preseason schedule just dropped August 14th, first game against the Giants. So that that should be a fun one, especially because it's going to be Zach Wilson's first game, just like you know against the New York Giants. There's going to be some underlying headlines there regardless mm-hmm. the, the quote-unquote snoopy bowl because it's not the snoopy bowl anymore but in our hearts it'll always be the snoopy bowl. it will always be the snoopy bowl, okay? <laughs> it will always be the snoopy bowl so that so that that's fun but yeah i mean 
a really fun a really fun fact that you and I were talking about earlier, Alex, off the air was that almost every ten years the Knicks, Jets, and Yankees make the playoffs at the same time. Right? Yeah. So we're 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 right about that mark ever since we've been al- basically since we've been alive at the ten year mark, ten, ten, ten. So let's let's hope uh the twenty twenty one year brings us good fortune. And already we've been kind of getting some unusually good press off the field. Our coach, our GM, and our, you know, starting rookie quarterback has been getting some star treatment all around the arenas, all, all you know, all around New York from the Islanders to the Nets to the Knicks. I mean, at the game I was at, Salah was there. Uh, Zach Wilson was there. Joe Douglas getting caught at the Brooklyn Nets games. Uh, the Jets are literally VIP at the Islanders games. Yo, it's wild. I mean, but there's always a lot of hype with a new, you know, a new regime, especially since there either has to be success, close to success, or a new regime. You know, they gave hype for uh, Kyle Rudolph and uh, Danny Dimes at the Knicks game. But it's a quarterback, you know, they're in that transition phase where this is about to be the prove it year for them. Zach Wilson, the new quarterback in town. Coach Salah, new head coach in town. Joe Douglas, the GM who seems to be moving things in the right direction, wheeling and dealing and getting everything in, in, in the set motion. So that way the Jets could finally be back on track and being a playoff team, being contenders or being just something that we need, man. The green and white has just been a dog shit show <laughs> for such a long time and I can't stand it anymore. You know, we go back to the Fitz Magic game where they played the, the Buffalo Bills, as you like to say, not once, but not once, two times, two times where you had the quarterback point to, uh, Decker knowing what the pass was. So don't do this to me, man. Don't do this uh, to me. Yeah. The Jets are playing. The Jets are already playing the Bills the last week of the season. I'm already getting chirped at. By Bills fans from college, uh, and, and Bills fans on Twitter. I already have my friend who's a season ticket holder. If you will trigger me about game. Mike Nugent, I will trigger you about that game. All I'm right. I'm gonna trigger you about Mike Nugent at the end here, cause we, the Jets don't have a kicker. But oh, let's, okay. <laughs> let's, let's, let's try to stay on track and talk about GM Joe Douglas wheeling and dealing because the new flavor of the of the week or flavor of the month for the Jets right now is Morgan Moses, the right tackle from the Washington R-Words or now known as the Washington football team, who was a third-round pick from 2014, started all 16 games each of the last six seasons, near Pro Bowl level every year. I think he was ranked like the sixth best right tackle in the NFL last year. His, P, his PFF numbers match. I think he was like 13th or something uh, around there. And then Salah didn't really shy away and he didn't, he didn't deny it too much, which usually, you know what I mean? When there's a player like, Oh, we don't know. It's not up to me. He was just, he just said, yeah, we add, we're going to add good players. He's a good player. We'll see what happens. So a reliable right tackle for, and I mean, he's seven and a half million dollars this year. I think he's going to be 15 million dollars on the books. We could afford it. Mm-hmm. That's the luxury, but also Alex kind of means that we're, we're, we're turning a page here. We're, we're actually adding adding veterans to the team that could make a difference. I mean, that's a that in and of itself is a whole new chapter in the Jets regime. 
for sure. And I think people give respect to the Jets now because Robert Salah is quoted as a leader of men, right? So they're looking, they're seeing what Joe Douglas is doing. They're seeing Makai Becton. They're seeing Elijah Barrett Tucker. They see that the left side is set. And we got to get to Makai Becton because left side he is injured, tonight. but we're, we're, we're going to talk about. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get that. We'll get that. We'll get that. Yeah, we're going to get that. We're going to get there. But to see that we're trying to add a right tackle to just solidify that line, even though we have font there. Even if we lose somebody, that means we have interchangeable pieces, right? That could just help the offensive line and keep us going in the right direction because, as you see right now, injuries happen. It is football. It is very common, and you need to have a next man up mentality saying, all right, we have someone in the wing ready to come up who can help us produce. And as we've talked about, as we've seen for the New York Jets over the past couple of years, if you do not have an offensive line, yeah, I'm talking to you, Mike McCagnan, you do not get good production (laughs) out of the quarterback. Once again, Mike McCagney, I do not know how you failed to do this over the time period that you've been here. I don't even want to count how many years because it was too somewhere long. Drink, somewhere drinking 11 coffees. <laughs> As Todd Bowles is eating Oreos, sure. <laughs> uh, but what a time, what, bro. What a time. What a, what a world. Uh, but it, no, it just makes sense. And the fact that Salah and the fact that Joe Douglas are on the same page is is great because that's what you need, right? We didn't have that with JD and Adam Gase here. We'd even have that with Adam Gase and McCagney. They No one was on the same page. Now it seems like everyone's on the same page. Like, yes, we want good players because we want to be a good team and we want to compete. We're not going to shy away from that. And the good thing is that they could, they could, they're, they're re- trying to restructure Jameson Crowder's contract. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Alex Lewis get a restructure of his contract as well? Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. So you see that they're trying to make, even though they had a good amount of cap space to begin with, they're mm-hmm. still trying to get more money because they want to add valuable players at the right positions to add quality depth. So I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we could talk about that right now. So we have Crowder, who has not been available so far. We have, due to a contract issue, we have mm-hmm. Mims, who's been out for an illness. We have Cager. Who got hurt and not looking too great. But let's, let's, let's stay on Crowder for a second. He was, he's only due 1 million guaranteed. And he's, we could save 10 million if we cut him. That's why he was always that cut candidate, which always, which also means he's a restructure candidate. So thankfully that's the route we're going. And as you see, we need veteran presence, especially with Corey Davis hurt too with the shoulder. It's tough, man. So. We, and we need Jameson Crowder. I'm really hoping that we could somehow stretch this into about a two year deal and a, and a quote unquote team option for year three where we can get him off the books. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe like, uh, you know, drop him like, you know, 25 mil over the next two years, you know, including this year. A nice little raise, keep him out for next year, see what happens year three. You know what I mean? Something like that for Jameson Crowder. And you're right. We're, we're, we are starting to open the books and, at what point? I mean, don't forget we we still ha- we have the Marcus May franchise tag negotiation period coming coming to an end soon. So, at what point are we going to figure it out with Marcus May? Yet pay more, you know, trade for Morgan Moses, give up assets, and pay him instead, you know, and then we still have Crowder and May, who are honestly the heart and soul of this team. You know, we we got we got to take care of them. So what are your thoughts on those two? Marcus May, I mean, I'd love to see him back. I mean, we got to treat our guys properly, right? We got to show that we're going to take care of our homegrown players. That way we also entice 
other players to say, oh, okay, they take care of their guys. If you, if you produce, here you get money. We discussed that during the beginning of this offseason, during the free agency time period, where you were right, man. You said he was going to get the tag, and it made sense for him to get the tag because we needed to shore up the other contracts as well, try to adjust and, you know, see if May can also continue continue to perform. So it makes sense why he got the the free agency uh, the free agency tag, and it makes. But it all, but at some point you also have to go invest in on a guy, right? And I think they have to invest in on a safety. I know he. The good thing is that he's not Jamal Adams. He's not going to get Jamal Adams money. So you could actually get him at a quality safety price, and I think they should do that. And I think they should focus on that this upcoming season. I don't think you let him walk because. Yeah, I think it also says a lot about a team that can't retain their own players. Personally, I think you also have to put that out there. And now the other player you mentioned was something in my mind. Jake Crowder. Yeah, Jamison Crowder. <clears throat> well, because that's why that's why we're like as you mentioned, that's why we're restructuring these contracts. Mm-hmm. But you have to, you have to keep in mind, you know, the temperature of the team. You can't be bringing in here Morgan Moses and trading assets and leaving your guys who honestly, I mean. Talk, you know, it's not just solidifying a safety. He was our defense, man. He, he, he played every game that Marcus May has played over the last three years is the games that we were productive in. And speaking of production on offense, I can't even name you a product, a, a, you know, someone on, on the Jets offense that's been productive besides Jameson Crowder over the last couple of years. I literally can't name you one. So like we, we have to keep these guys, dude. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we, I don't know about Jameson Crowder though. Like here, here's my thing. Like I like Jameson Crowder. I like the production that he's brought us. But if you're seeing through these videos where they're talking about about Braxton Barrios, you have you know you have Elijah Moore who's going to be playing the slide. You're going to have you know, Denzel Mims. You're going to have uh, Davis. It's four dudes. How many more guys? Do, how many more guys can we get on the field? Like Jameson Crowder is going to be a fifth guy, and we're not saying that he would be the fifth guy. But how many guys can play the name, field? The, name the four ahead of him again? So I'm not saying these are the four ahead of him. <laughs> yeah, the, he's, the, three, yeah. the three ahead of him, though, for sure, in my opinion, are Mims, okay. Davis, and I think Elijah Moore is going to be ahead of him. I honestly think so. Okay. I really think so. Yeah. I. <laughs> yeah, sure. I. There's no way that Jameson Crowder isn't on the field to start this game, to start every single game. I mean, he's he's one of the most – I think is he is he what is he top, is he top five in Yak? I'm not sure if if he was top five in Yak this year, but he was he was he was leading the league in uh, efficiency at some point uh, with some advanced analytic PFF stats during this year during this abysmal jet season. The only bright spot we had was Jameson Crowder. I don't know, man. He's definitely staying on the team for this year. So you don't you don't you don't. You don't want him to stay on this year? You don't want him for next year? Like, what are your thoughts there? I'm fine with him staying on for this year. I think you could sell to a rookie, like, look, you got to earn it, whatever. I think Elijah Moore, but I think, here's the thing. I think Elijah Moore will actually earn it. I think what we see through videos, what we see, what we see during training camp, the way he's able to route run, the way he's able to cut, just get open. Did you not see the one handed catch that they had just from his, dude, like, he's, I'm not even shocked though. That's the whole thing. I'm like, like nothing, nothing that I'm seeing so far from Elijah Moore. I'm like, wow. Oh my goodness. This is insane. I'm just like, yeah, this is Elijah Moore. And by Welcome. the way, this is why this is why I'm saying like if I had to be, you're like Alex. You're not usually hyped about a rookie, but when I was watching videos, I'm like 
uh, this is a guy I got to be hyped about. Yo, dude, Ajmore, he's I mean, he was literally the best wide receiver in football this year. There's, by, by the numbers, like not not an opinion, like actual statistical facts. Yeah, so that's why I think he'll actually like usurp like Jamison Crowder, and I don't think Jamison Crowder is a bad player. I like Jamison Crowder. He was Sam Darnold's safety blanket. He did the best work out of all the of all the wide receivers. It was it was him and Robbie Anderson too two years ago. Weeding that core because Quincy Nunwa, as much as I like Quincy, just couldn't stay healthy. But that's the other thing with, with, um, with Jameson Crowder is that he's also injury pro. Like he yeah. was, he is going to miss games. So that's, that's why I like him. Like let him, let him miss games. Like, Cause we have, okay, so let's talk about it. So we have Elijah Moore who's been killing it. We have Braxton Berrios, who we hate on him so much, but he's going to be so pivotal. I don't even hate offense. on him, bro. I just know what he is. But I do like the, I do like the, I, like, I'm, it's nice to see that he's getting a little hype over the, like, off season, but yeah. I know what it is. Like, I have to see it on the field for him to actually do work. But granted, last season, he was pretty good when he had the chance. I, I like it, man. I, I think he's going to be, he's going to have those sneaky moments for the Jets, those third and sevens. You know what I mean? Those screens that are going to make a difference. So I'm excited for that. We have the Smiths who have been on and off and low key Keenan Cole's been getting some, some burn out there. Keenan our newest, Cole. our newest, our newest, you know, addition. And so that's what I'm saying. You're saying we're too crowded. I'm telling you, we have Keenan Cole and Braxton Berrios out there. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, what you see, what you're seeing, what I'm not seeing. But, but it's off, it's off season. Like if these guys are getting injured now, like getting these nicks and bruises during the off season, fine. Like let's be real. They didn't have an OTA. They didn't have all this, this stuff it. last season. So yeah. doing it now, if it's now, which is not uncommon, it's once it starts to getting to be the major injuries, like tearing ACLs, breaking bones, Jeez, all that Alex, type of stuff. Jeez. That's that's when it starts to get worrisome. But I understand the depth. I understand the depth that we're talking about, having a quality depth again at the wide receiver position. But I don't know, man. I guess this is also just me wanting to see Elijah Moore get on the field and just getting opportunities because be I know there. he'll be I, there. Don't you worry. He'll be there. And he'll open up uh, Jameson Crowder being there is only gonna do wonders for Elijah Moore on I got, on and off the field, man. I got a question for you because you know more about our offensive coordinator than anyone else based on that piece you wrote for the jet press. Do you think we're getting a lot of four sets? Because if we're getting a lot of four sets, uh, then it actually is not a big deal. You can get all those guys out there. Dude, I think not only are we going to get four sets, I think that we're going to be on the move constantly. We're, we're Zach Wilson is going to be always moving this offensive line. He's going to be pulling left, pulling right, all day long. And that's where Jameson Crowder, Berrios, and Elijah Moore are gonna eat all day. Like that's what these those three are perfect. And if Mims and Corey Davis could stretch out the safeties, stretch out the linebackers, we're about to get to our running backs. If they could make our linebackers, you know, shift a little bit, their linebacker shift or their safeties, you know, hesitate a little bit, we're gonna be killing it out here. And that's why the fact that our offensive line is real and the fact that we have an, a wide zone offense for a wide zone offensive line and, and like, and a wide zone offensive coach, like the fact that um, my mind is blown that we had this co- like cohesion is one thing. It's telling, but also uh, that's why I'm so excited about it. Like think about our running backs, Tevin Coleman. He's never going to be injured, but Ty Johnson got bigger. I don't know if you saw him. 
Uh, pictures came out, uh, some videos from OTAs. He looks huge. Michael Carter looking okay. P. Ryan, apparently he's a quote unquote sneaky catcher. That's what one of the reporters said. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. He, I mean, that, that's what they have to do because they know what this offense is. The offense is the running back's going to be out of the backfield. We're going to be on the move and we're all about the yak. We're all about the yards after catch. So that's what this offense is. And that's fine. And I like that we have guys who could do that. Jameson Crowder, Eliza Moore. And the more like I'm talking about it, it's not bad, especially if you can get all these guys out in the field. It's just, I guess it's just interesting because I'm so used to the Jets just having three guys and then not having three guys and just being, <laughs> yeah. and always thinking that you need just to have three guys. But I got to look into depth of like other teams and seeing the quality depth that they have at wide receiver because it's usually hard to have. We have five guys, really. It's not even four. It's five, six guys. What, what, what was it? We got Mims, uh, Davis, Elijah Moore, Jameson Crowder, Barrios and um, Keelan, Keelan, right? Oh, Keelan Cole. Yes, yeah, yes, Ke- yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Keelan okay, Cole. Th- so three, three, three of those guys, the three of those four guys you mentioned on the top can never stay healthy throughout the year, and one guy's a rookie. That sounds to me like we we don't have we're not that I don't think we're as stacked as you think. I do think that the Smiths are going to get a chance this year, as we call them, the Agent Smiths. I think that they're going to they're going to get a shot. Give my boys into a good chance. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really, I'm really upset about Lawrence Cager, but I'll, uh, I digress. <sighs> so we're going to move on to the offensive line. Some more, some more injuries. As you mentioned at the top, we got Mikai Becton, who I know for me made my heart stop for at, at least a couple of beats when that. No, when no, that, I'm there. That, I'm right there with you. Right there when with that you. With you because. He was diagnosed with plantar fascia, which that's terrible. It's scary, especially for a big guy, but mm-hmm. also apparently common for big guys. And his doesn't require surgery, so he's just gonna live with it. And like when you're this big, and you're like you're shaped like that, and you move like him, like I guess it just happens. I guess this is part of part of the day to day. I mean, have you ever seen Shaq's game, feet? Yeah. Shaq's feet are, are in the most. Please don't put that image insane. in my head. I don't need that. I don't need that image in my head. They're insane. But yeah, please don't put that image in my head. I don't need. I don't need Shaq's feet just floating around my head. But getting back to the topic at hand, Makai Becton, big guy. Thankfully, he doesn't need surgery. It's 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 good, but it's bad because it's concerning because he's a big guy, right? Yeah. He's our left tackle. He is the strong. He he's the blind side. He's 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 been dubbed so early in his career as a Hall of Famer based on his level of play his rookie season, which is insane. So him having this injury is a little concerning. Hopefully he can come back soon. Hopefully he doesn't have to miss any time during the regular season. Hopefully he'll be back for training camp and he's ready to go and he's able to play the full season. You know that that's the only thing. He's out for OTAs. I know. He was there. So I mean like that that's some positive news. Yeah, it's positive, but the fact that he has an injury, you know, and we got August, you know, plantar fasciitis, that's not, it's not a light thing to take, to be, yeah. it's not a light injury, you know, he's especially gonna be, for a guy he's gonna who's be, size. He's going to be getting work every single time he's on the sideline for the whole season. Yeah, so. He's going to be Noel. He's going to be our Nerlens Noel. 
Oh goodness. He's gonna be wrapped up every single every single possession on the sideline with a medicine ball. Honestly, I just have Patrick Ewing vibes of just like Patrick with the <laughs> yeah. towel, yeah. ice on the knees and the legs. That's why I'm if that's the case, by all means, but we need him to be like our next DeBrickashaw Ferguson man. That once again, game back to being spoiled where you have a left tackle that it missed, I think, not even a game, right? I don't think it missed a, maybe one game recorded, but like that's I mean, yeah, him and Mangold. Him and Mangold was was was, was a different life. But you know, and that's why Morgan Moses makes a little bit more sense, right? So as you mentioned, Alex Lewis, he restructured, so that's some depth. So right now it's how it stands. We have Beckton on the left, then we have our boy, Elijah Vera Tucker, left guard, holding down the left side strong side, and then we have back up there as Alex Lewis. Pretty solid. Got McGovern at center, Joe Douglas loves him. We just have to honestly we just have to go with that. We just have to take it for what that is. And then on the right guard, that's our biggest question mark because on the right tackle, we have George Fant and apparently maybe Morgan Moses. So we're really stuck on the right guard. We have Greg Van Roten. He's still there. He looks like, honestly, he would be my guest to be our starter, especially because he was uh, picked up by Joe Douglas himself. The news coming out is that Cam Clark is not a starter. Unfortunately, our draft pick from last year, who was a Division Three captain, he was a left tackle. We're trying to make him a right guard. I kind of get it. <laughs> He's maybe not a starter. Um, I'm hoping he could be a depth guy there, a right guard, if you know we're having some problems there. But that's kind of how our offensive line is coming, is shaping up to be. And I really think that bodes well for our running backs. Do you have any thoughts on? On, on the line, protecting Wilson, opening up for the run game, or just the depth in general on the offensive line? I think Cam Clark is understandable because if he's coming from D3, it's a major jump to go to being a pro because D1 is the closest thing to being a pro, so it makes sense. Also, the position that they're trying to transfer him to because he was a left tackle to being a guard. Guard is a tricky position to play. Um because you need speed, and there's a lot of work for a guard when it comes to pulling, either left, right. It's it's a very agile offensive line position, so it makes sense why it's going to take some time to get him up to speed. But, hey, Duke Mayweather said that he could play, right? So yeah. we'll wait. I, I can be patient. I can be patient. I can be patient. But I don't know, man. I think the line's going to be fine for this season. I don't, it's definitely an upgrade from what we had last season, uh, on paper. I'm expecting the good thing is that they're in camp and they actually get the communication standpoint, which is very key for offensive line. They didn't have that last season. So I think they will take a step forward, especially talent wise. Uh, we still won't have the best offensive line, but I think we'll be up closer to the middle of the pack than we are at the basement that we've been so accustomed to. That's my think. That's my thinking, but we'll the see. Bar is we'll low, see. Huh? The bar is very low, <laughs> very very low, and you know we're not going to get Dallas Cowboy offensive line when Dak was a rookie, but we're heading in the right direction to having a solid offensive line. So I think it should be good for Zach Wilson. And if we're trying to do a qu- like quick release is what the whole point of the offense is and getting the ball out as fast as possible, then you don't need your O-lineman to be holding and creating that much of a time for your QB. So it should work. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I honestly, 
I am cautiously optimistic about this offensive line. I, I like LaFleur. I like the wide zone stuff. I like that we have players that fit each position. I even like our tight ends, man. I, Chris Herndon's been MIA right now. But Ryan Griffin, everyone was freaking out about him. We kind of been noting this whole time that we literally lose money if we cut him. So we're not going to cut him. And he's been doing okay. He's been catching balls. Wesco has been playing this quasi fullback type deal uh, early on OTA. So that should be fun. I'm excited, man. But I'm going to be honest with you. And I know you hate talking about it. I know it's not a fun conversation. But I'm really worried about our kicker. Oh how, how can we win games without a kicker, man? We we have Sam Ficken again and Chris Nagar. Like, I don't know what we're going to do. Like, he, I think he had like a 55 that barely crossed the bar or something in OTA so far. We're, how are we going to win games? <laughs> Honestly, how are we going to win games without a kicker? So I'm really nervous about that, especially with a rookie quarterback. <laughs> can we Can we go back to the old uh, rules of field goals where it's back at the two-yard line? <laughs> the snap. I hope you, I honestly, we might start, we might be one of those teams that goes for two, especially with someone like LaFleur, um, who seems like a gambler and Salah, who seems kind of conservative, but maybe he'll, uh, kind of let him, let LaFleur rock. So I don't know. That, that, that stuff kind of bothers me, but that really wraps it up on the Jets offense. Next week we'll give you an update on the defense, how that's looking. But Alex, there's been a lot of news around the league that's, that's been catching our eye. I think num- number one for me is I still love Fitzmagic. I really love that he's still the, I guess the. The football team's quarterback. I, that's the best way to put it. I know he's the, I know that's like literally what he is, the, but he's, he's the, he's the, the NFL's quarterback. I feel like he's played on our old team. We all love him. He's walking around with a cicada in his beard. Like he's he's holding up like the, the the kids like first day of school chalkboard, like he, he he's killing it out there. He's, he's charming. We're all rooting for him. Oh man, I don't know how he does it. Uh, you're on an island by yourself on that one. I will not forgive him for holding out the second season and then giving us ha- nothing. I will you not. To, you have to let it go. You have to let it go. Goose I will from not. Out. I will not let that go. All right. Still, still disappointed in that. So, but good for him. He's been, I hope his goal is to play for all 32 NFL teams. So that way he could say, <laughs> those jerseys uh, in. he's got, he's got a ways to go, but he's, he's certainly racking it up. Uh, him and Josh McCown will definitely be, uh, remembered yeah. as that way. Killing it. Oh, speaking of, but, speaking of real, real quick, real quick. Well, I, I forgot, I forgot to mention since we're talking about Josh McCown <laughs> and, uh, it kind of reminded me one last thing on the Jets. We really do need a backup quarterback. Really, oh really, goodness. really bad. Oh my really goodness. Really bad. <laughs> so, and uh, there's really no one available. Uh, the latest, uh, rumors out there is a trade for Nick Foles, which he's a big salary cap bump. I don't know if, I don't know if I trust that. I feel like if Zach Wilson goes down, God forbid, God forbid. Like, we just have to cancel the season. I don't, I don't know if I want Nick Foles in there to try to like, <laughs> you know. I feel like we need to go into mourning. <laughs> no time for for BDN. Man, backup quarter. This has been an issue for actually a while. Um, can, can we get Jay Cutler out of retirement? No, I'm go- I'm all set on Jay Cutler. Seriously, man, seems like he needs money. He's going through a divorce right now. So, uh, dude, he's good to go. Money. He's 
He's getting he's getting half of his wife's business, dude. He's killing it out there. But uh, he can always use more money. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I'm Nick Foles and his contract is not necessarily the way I'd want to go. Uh, but I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it, but yeah, it's not the ideal option. But we need some based on. The Jets beat Twitter. It seems like it's bear out there. Yo, yo. So when you said Jay talk to me about like talk to me about what's going on <laughs> when he's watching the backup quarterbacks, like makes me legit sad. I'm, yeah. I, I'm sad. Like it yeah. doesn't. Like I'm not even upset. DJ DJ like, knows his stuff too, and the fact that DJ's out there like, yo, backup quarterback <laughs> bad. I, I, DJ out of all the beat reporters, like, oh my goodness, we need yeah. some help. Like we we can't even that watch games, but to see that he's tweeting about it, it's like, oh no. No, we. I mean, we saw what happened when Darnold went down two years ago. I was at that Eagles game. Luke Falk, I will never forgive you. That is, <laughs> I will never forgive you. Yo, You're up Alex, to, yo, we're learning today that Alex holds grudges. I will <laughs> quarterbacks. I will. You're a quarterback, bro. You're a quarterback in the NFL. I'm expecting at least minimum competence in throwing a ball and calling a play and making some basic reads. If you can't do that. <laughs> There's no, there's no, there's no budging. Be like, oh yeah, I get it. Ah, sure. Fitzmagic was just, he was too greedy, bro. He was too greedy. Wasn't team first. Wanted, wanted this multi-year deal, and then it's like, dude, you do this every single time. Prove it again. Yeah. But we know you're a one-year wonder type of dude. Show that you could do it two years in a row. But no, you wanted the bag. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I know. I know. I went off tangent, but the. Uh... The backup quarterback no, talk had me had me talking jets, but as my mind we can is, hop back into the my mind, now. My, my, my mind is my mind is uh, you know tortured. Yeah. But how about Julio, dude? Yo, Julio going to the Tennessee Titans. He's not taking eleven. Uh, I, love so I love AJ Brown. So, so yeah, much, yeah, AJ Brown. That's dope. Uh, that's dope that he offered it. Julio said no. So I'm wondering what number Julio is going to take because single number digits two. are now allowed for one, for wide receivers. So he might take number one. Two. Two? Oh, that's yeah, done already, buddy. Oh, yeah. Okay. They already the Titans. The Titans could not wait all to announce that. Oh, I, I didn't know because last yeah. I saw today was uh apparently number two is the big number this year. All right, so yeah, Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson too. Yeah, I get, I get, I get it. <laughs> but yeah, um, but AJ Brown, dude, he was he was crying when Elijah Moore got drafted. Now he's giving up a number eleven to Julio, and he's saying no. And he's like he's a he's the best young wide receiver in the league. Is he's just the coolest guy in the NFL that nobody talks about? For sure, bro. <laughs> yeah, up and coming wide receiver. Yo, let's talk about the Tennessee Titans getting Julio Jones now, because that team is stacked offensively. It's insane, like absolutely insane. Um, Tannehill took a pay cut too. Yeah, I know. Uh, Titans were already good. Uh, now offensively, it's just him, Derrick Henry, AJ Brown. It is. That's a, I, that's a force. Imagine they still had. Oh, imagine they still had. What's his name? Um, the tight end that went to the Patriots. Uh, oh, John. John. Yeah, John Smith. Yeah. Imagine let's, they still let's had. Not talk him. About, let's not talk about Hunter Henry and John Smith right now. Let's uh, let's save that for next week because uh, I'm already upset. I'm already upset about trying to the Jets trying to guard them. <laughs> guard a tight end. Oh, we're back to this oh, thing again. God. I'm upset, dude. I'm already upset. And for 300 yards, <laughs> the but two yo, tight the, ends. Speaking of defense, so I, I, I'm i telling you right now, I'm calling her on June 9th when we're recording this. The biggest fraud team in the NFL this year, 
Tennessee Titans. Holy cow. Because I'll tell you what, they're stacked on offense, but they lost so many players on defense, and I don't think they're going to be able to recover. And I think okay. that they're going to be very hyped up now because of Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, as they should be, and Derrick Henry, as they should be. But I don't think their defense is going to be able to stack up with anything. And I think that having a potent offense like that, especially on paper, kind of motivates the other team's offense to get hyped. You know what I mean? Sort of that – I mean, I just feel like that – Shootout. Yeah, you want shootouts. Yeah. So they're going to be trying to get that number, and then I, I, I feel like the def- their defense is not going to be as good, and I don't think production numbers always show up like you expect them to, especially with a quarterback like Tannehill. However, I, don't, I am excited I, about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not trying to debut down the whole thing. I'm excited no, about no, no, it. No, 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 no. Be- yeah. You're speaking truth. There, there's a reality because when you get a new piece, it doesn't tr- instantly translate into a lot of success the first year. usually takes a year or two for everything to click. So – I'm not expecting Julio Jones to go off and do what he was doing with Ryan Tannehill the last couple of years. I'm expecting a slight reduction for Julio Jones-wise, slight reduction. Not, you know, he'll come back down to maybe like one of his lowest averages. Actually, I don't even know about that. I got to look back at the numbers. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make that guarantee because Julio Jones is insane. But I'll say he'll have a slight reduction in production because he's with a new team, new offensive system, new quarterback, having to get in rhythm. That doesn't take one offseason. That takes – second offseason to get something really going. So I would still expect A.J. Brown to be Tannehill's real guy because he has more of a repertoire with him right now. But Julio Jones getting that second, you know, that second look really because I don't think he could be, even though he'll be the number one option, he's not really going to be the number one option because he doesn't have that repertoire yet. huh? He's going to beast out though. I know. know, They're not going to have that chemistry. But he's just, he's just so good. Yeah, no, he's so good. That's why I'm saying he's going to come back. He's he's not going to have what we're so used to seeing from Julio Jones. I could be wrong. Would be the first time, but <laughs> hopefully, I like we'll I like that offense. And don't I wouldn't say. I think Mike Vrabel can work with a lot of. I think Mike Vrabel can do a lot of good things. I know the defense took a, a major hit because they lost so many guys, but I wouldn't be so shocked. I don't think they're going to be the worst. I think they're just going to be average. I think they'll be able to stay with it. Also, when it comes to the AFC South, I don't, we still don't know what the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be like. They have to play them twice. I can tell you right now that Houston Texans are going to suck. So don't even, we don't even need to go that direction. So it's really just between them and the Colts. I know you got a lot of Colts stock, especially with Carson Wentz out there, everything that they're doing out there. And the Colts have a really good team. That's the team that they got to compete with. So I think the Titans, they'll still be in the running. But it'll be a tough road because the Colts are going to be that type of team. Dude, you nailed it. It's going to be a super fun division. I was low-key hoping that Julio Jones was going to end up on the Colts. Just, just out of gluttony. You know what I mean? Jeez. Uh, they have, they have, they have money. So I was hoping that they were able to do it, but let's stay nah. in more, let's stay in that division, man, because I would be hard pressed to not mention two things. One, the former back, another backup quarterback for the Jets. Who's now the tight, who's also the Mets AAA and now a, the backup tight end for the Jaguars. We got to mention that guy, double T. Oh, and, God. and we also talk about another quarterback on my hit list. <laughs> I know like more grudges for Alex. We're, we're, it's all coming out today, but yo, I really have to get this off my chest, Alex. I've been, I've been yelling it all year and I'm sorry that you have to hear this again, but dude, the narrative 
that Trevor Lawrence should have went back for grad school in Clemson and foregone the number one pick to avoid the New York Jets. And that was a narrative all year. And as soon as the Jets lost, everyone rejoiced because he was dot, 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 going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, and all, and I was labeled as, as a hater, right? I'm just a hater for saying that the Jaguars are the London team. They're trying to get more home games in London. What are we talking about here? They have no franchise. Shad Khan stinks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no cohesion there. They have nothing. Their, their fans are awful. They can't fill a stadium. But they also had no track record of success. And so everyone was calling me a hater. The funniest thing that's coming out right now is that Trevor Lawrence is having a bad OTAs. And I'm not saying I'm happy about that, but I'm definitely not sad about that. Because, like, I like Trevor Lawrence. That's the whole thing. I think he – I honestly do think that he is the next Deshaun Watson. Everything I've watched from him really screams out Deshaun Watson. I think he's going to be just as good as him. I just really – First of all, I hate his head coach, and I hate I hate the way he's operating everything. The fact that he's doing WWE promos, the fact that he's signing Tim Tebow, the fact that they're trying to get more home games in London, all that stuff drives me absolutely insane. The fact that they drafted Travis Etienne, I mean, tinfoil hat because he's just from Clemson, and they just try they just drive the Trevor Lawrence, or just like yeah, whatever, sounds good. Like I don't know. No, all these moves have been terrible. So, shout out to the Jaguars. That's going to be my Shout favorite. out to Urban Meyer for, once shout again, Urban Meyer. about to ruin another f- football team. So, Dude, I'm taking the under on every Jaguars prop. I hate the Jaguars this year. I'm officially a Jaguars hater. Wow. Yeah. How much a year changes from Jacksonville Jaguars being our second team to, uh, I know. to being uh, I, I'm now the hated hater. team. I'm now they're being on the most I, wanted. I hate Urban Meyer in general, but now, like, this whole, like, putting up the Jets against a pedestal of the Jaguars and somehow they're a better franchise than us has, has, that narrative has made me a hater. And now the Tim Tebow thing has really put a, a cherry on top. Look, man, everyone is just trying to de- clown the Jets as usual. It's like Knicks for quicks, man. Jets for quicks. It's not as catchy. Uh, trust me, we know. We're not as fun. We're not as fun. If MetLife could be resemble the garden in any way, shape, or form, I would be the happiest person on the earth. All right. First of all, they'd have to do a whole restructuring of that trash can. <laughs> so that's another story. Let's not go down that road. <laughs> but let's talk about another team in that division, though, John. Even though I do agree with you, don't want to see the Jacksonville Jaguars do well this year. And I don't think they will do well this year. Um, I think they'll have a losing record. But I do agree. I think Trevor Lawrence will be good. It'll just take time. Uh, Hopefully not on the Jaguars. Houston Texans, not Deshaun. Deshaun Watson saga still going on. No mini training camp. They thought OTAs was enough. Dude, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. It, tell me this doesn't scream. <laughs> t- tell me this doesn't scream dumpster fire. Try telling me that it doesn't. This the Houston Texans are about. To be a laughing stock. And I don't want to hear any ESPN, uh, <laughs> talking head talk about, oh, well, no one wants to go to the New York Jets. Who wants to go to Houston Texans? Like, actually. Or like, your owner, actually, or your, or your, or your owner sets up lawsuits against you? Yes. Or how about <laughs> you just have one of the worst head coaches? Yes. They made the playoffs. Fine. Making the playoffs isn't all that dandy when you have a 
head coach who doesn't know what they're doing. Like, no, yeah, Brian. Maybe Jones, talent yeah. just makes it. So, yeah, I, I mean, to be honest with you, the Texans feel like that team that everyone says is going to win zero games and ends up winning like five or six. You know what I mean? Just that team. Yeah, they're they're going to win. They're going to win games, man. Just like yeah. any football team, though. There's very few teams that legit lose zero games. Thankfully, we are not. We were we were about to be really sad the Jets were to be one of those teams without, last year. With, without looking at schedule, uh, of the twenty one twenty one schedule and how how it how it's shaped out, I would say that they're going to have a better record than the Jaguars. Wow! Just based go, on this, off I'd go the other way around. Yeah. I don't okay. think they're going to have Deshaun Watson. No, they're not so going to have Deshaun Watson. Yeah. So Tyrod Taylor is a quarterback. Please. I, give me Trevor Lawrence <laughs> over Tyrod Taylor. All right. I'm telling I, you that honestly, right now. I think, I'm telling you, I think no one's going to take the Texans seriously. I think Texans, they might. I, I mean, I don't know. I have to have look at the schedule. I'm just, the fans are not going to take the Texans seriously, okay? Teams won't take the Texans seriously. Nobody will. Uh, and guess what? The, the organization won't take themselves seriously. So they, they do look like they're tanking, dude. I agree. I agree. Dude, we'll see. They're we'll getting see ready. They're out. getting ready for the next QB. You know. Okay. So, so maybe we maybe, so we just fade the Texans then. Fade. Yeah, like just bet against Texans. Short the Texans. Yeah, do it. Okay. All right. Sounds good. But wait, look before we let you go. I gotta ask you one thing on this Deshaun Watson. This is Deshaun Watson fella. The new rumor for today, and of course, how poetic to end <laughs> the first podcast back of the offseason with Deshaun Watson rumor talk. The rumor is drum drum beat. Denver Broncos. What? <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the new rumor. And if I have to go see the Jets in Denver. Zach Wilson against Deshaun Watson. Uh, <laughs> My insides actually might hurt. I don't even want to see stink if that's the case. If they get freaking Deshaun Watson on that team, that'd be bonkers, bro. I am no. happy that Julio Jones is not going to meet me in, in in London now. That is a plus. Thank you, Julio. Thank you, Julio. No, thank you to the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Yeah. But knowing John Elway, he'll probably look at Deshaun Watson type and be like, hmm, not six feet, not six feet, six inches or, or no, taller. No. We don't want you. No, they'll trade for him. They'll trade for him. I, mean, I think I think he's going to end up on in Denver, honestly. Oh, my goodness. But I don't know when. I don't know this year, or middle of the season, end of the season, next year. But I do. I could see Denver being his uh, end destination. That makes sense to me. Interesting. Interesting. I we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. I wouldn't be surprised. That wraps it up for me, man. Yeah, that wraps it up for me too. So thank you all again for tuning in for a a Jets episode, a long-awaited Jets episode because the New York Knicks were just having us rolling, so we just had to cover that team for a hot minute. In in all fairness, there was not a lot of Jets news. Yeah, they had some in their feelings. And to be all, like, in all fairness, there wasn't a lot of Jets stuff going on at the time, so it kind of worked out that way. But thank you for tuning in for another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, Etc. podcast. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts specifically because we need that five-star review, we need those comments. Please help your boys out and go do that. But if you're not on Apple, if you're not on iTunes, whatever it may be, please Go listen to some another streaming platform. We're on all streaming platforms: Spotify, Google Play, Amazon Alexa. You name it, we are there. We're on all social media platforms. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, not TikTok, but 
make sure to follow us there. You can also leave us a voicemail too. Voicemail is set up. Go to go hit the link in our Twitter bio. You can go see, leave the voicemail there. It should be in all of our our social media platform uh, bios. So just click on the anchor. You can Google us too. Look for us on Anchor, and you can leave us a voicemail too. We'll answer your questions. We'll we'll play them on here so you can hear hear it as we respond to it. It'll be a lot of fun. Please make sure to engage with us in all ways possible. We're looking for we're looking just to have fun, man. Looking to have fun. But that that wraps it up. We'll catch you guys later. Yeah, YouTube YouTube coming at you soon. Let's go Jets.